Okay, I, I titled the episode Turd Eye. Nice. Still got it. Yo. Wait, what episode is this? 175. God damn. Happy uh, quarter bicentennial. Yeah. Three quarter that, bicentennial. No, that's that, not a real thing. I don't know. That's I don't know what 75 thing. is. It's, it's probably... It's probably a pretty expensive gemstone, I'd imagine. Yeah, it's a it's a milestone of sorts. Like nobody gets to wedding anniversary one seventy five. No, unless they're like Abraham or someone else from the Bible who lived to be a thousand. Dracula, yeah. also in the Bible. Oh, do you know why they don't? We don't live to be nine hundred anymore. Because those motherfuckers Just in the God. desert. Pissed off God. I think it was Aaron's I was kids. Because God said so. And he's like, you little motherfuckers, you're only living to 120. And it's like, wow, that's more than for enough the best. for me. Yeah, you want 900 years of this shit? I kind of do. Fucking because Really? Yeah, because then I could be like, yeah, I'll write a novel in maybe the next 200 years. And then I just put it off and then never. Yeah, exactly. It. Just imagine 800 years of being a wage slave and then <laughs> retirement <laughs> is like 100 years. That's oh, it. yeah, because you're not the only one who's going to live to be fucking a thousand. Yeah. And everybody else, else will. will. And they'll like have figured out money better because I'm 40 <laughs> and I still haven't figured out money. Oh, we can. Could we talk about meme stocks again, or do you want to? Yeah, we could talk about my fucking. Because I, I invested in BlackBerry. I Me made, too. But a long time ago. I made yeah, no money. I made I, back what I had initially invested. Do you still have it? Because Yeah, kinda... I haven't sold yet. So oh. technically, I haven't made anything. Wow. Like, then not that that long ago. Oh, by the way, it's already started. Uh, We've been going this no. entire time. Hey, Internet. Welcome to episode ah. 175 of Outrage Factory, the podcast where we look at the things that made people mad online this week and explain why they are dumb for caring. Hi, uh, Internet. Oh yeah, shit. Sorry, I took your I, had, I took your line. I, get it. I don't know. I think I've done that for like over a hundred episodes now. You have 175 to be exact. I'm your co-host, Derek Bolin. I'm your other co-host, Dale DeRuder. I really love having no guests because I just step on your flow so much easier. I'm just like, it's, it's, <laughs> like fucking I'll interject. <laughs> fucking tread all over those words. Yeah. Uh it's, Do you want it's to, better. I was surprised to dress why we don't have a guest. Well, I was surprised to find out because you and I were talking talking yesterday you were like yeah you were like oh i have to worry about like offending our guests or like saying the wrong shit and i'm like i'm like i'm su- i'm a little surprised that you dale DeRuder, uh would <laughs> ever worry about offending anyone well it's it's more like i don't want to like scandalize them while they're on record so it'd be awkward because I've, I've been letting it fly i promise you i haven't been holding back too much i just haven't like like with derek I could say fucking anything. Like if you go back a hundred episodes, we were talking about the shitting tree and jizzing in the woods <laughs> and woods porn and all this fucking crazy shit that you just like, you want to let loose, but you just qu- can't quite go all the way. See, I think this, this is actually, it's because uh, Kate and I spent time dunking on your pronunciations. <laughs> last week and you were like fuck it we're never having a guest we're never having a guest who will tell me i mispronounce words yeah because without someone to back you up you'll never make fun of me on this podcast (laughs) i would never ever do that (laughs) (laughs) cool how's your week going dale what's uh what's uh, happening with you oh so remember how we went to marshall's yesterday in abbotsford and i bought a kettlebell 
I do remember that. You do some swings today? Yeah, I did about 30 swings. Like I did 10 John Travolta's on each side and then a double arm swing. And Wait, like the Saturday night? Uh, yeah, the one thing? where you start on the ground, then you go all the way up and then you go okay. down. I just call them the John Travolta's. I like it. I hope it sticks. And my uh, hammies hurt all day. They just fucking hurt. It worked. And I didn't know I was that out of shape because during the pandemic, like I haven't been going to the gym pretty much at all. And I was like, well, I'm on my feet all day at work. That's got to be enough. Like it's not. It should be enough because it fucking sucks and it hurts. It just sucks. But you're not actually like you're not stressing your muscles really doing that. You're just like supporting your weight. Uh, kettlebells are actually like a fucking that's the only exercise equipment my mom owns she has like a kettlebell and she i'll be also like you listen to joe rogan yeah, he, oh is that he, is he all about it never stops talking about kettlebells he is so far into kettlebells they have their their like their own um designer kettlebells like he has like the different sizes are different monkey heads and that he has other ones that are the different sizes are different monsters like he has like zombies and werewolves well it's not Joe Rogan specifically, but he's like half owner of that company on it and they sell them on, on it. So, so your mom Maybe and Joe mom Rogan big, should hang I'll, out. I'll talk to my mom and she'll, I'll be like, what did you do today? And she'll be like, Oh, I just did like 150 kettlebell swings. And I'm like, Holy Jesus. fuck. Like, that's, yeah. Settle she goes down, hard. mom. She, uh, she likes, likes the kettlebell. And then when I'm over there, I'm always like damn this is like a good fucking workout because it's like you're doing the full the full body right like you yeah. squat all the way down and then you go all the way up and you're using a weight and you have full range of motion so yeah. uh you know it's fucking late ass advice now because life is getting back to i just took a sip there? of this this kombucha <laughs> and i was watching myself in the camera and i just saw the fucking the gooblies the, at, the the at the bottom at the bottom yeah there's like that the special fucking kombucha touch where you have to swirl it people who are listening to this are fucking loving this hey (laughs) if you're still just listening to this podcast just go to fucking youtube um yeah we're like we're much too handsome to be we have great voices but we do our looks are even better than our voices are so you should really head on over to youtube today i have uh fuck i am extra shiny i just showered I was like, oh, if, I, if I'm going greasy, it's just going to bug me and I'll be shiny. And then I was like, oh, wait, I'll be wet. And then it just, I don't know. It's like this whole thing that like, I don't know. I was asking Derek about it and he doesn't get like the after shower sweat where it's like, you're just so hot from being in the shower. You're like shiny. Maybe it's a fat person thing, but uh, I was going to point out. What I have sweaty person thing. I have riot girl bangs that are real short and cut across. Because I just showered and I didn't do anything with them. So I, I could I could try out for bikini kill. You could. Except for this whole beard thing. Didn't you play bass in a Riot Girl band at some point? In uh, high school? I never Isn't played bass in any band. I wanted to, but I was never good enough. Yeah. Because it was just like my novel. I was like, I'll learn later. And then I'll I never le- actually. I'll learn later. I never did. If only work. if we lived to, to 900, <laughs> I would be yeah. an accomplished bass player. If video games didn't exist, I would have written a novel or not. Probably more likely to. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lean towards not on that one. 
You know what's my favorite part about not having a guest is how fucking all over the place we are. Well, I'm like, now we have no one to rein us in on our tangents, like which yeah. our guests have been surprisingly. It's like if I was a guest on a podcast, I wouldn't walk in and be like, yo, hosts, like stay on topic. Yeah. Uh, but uh, you got ours, fucking ours do. all over the place. Ours yeah. do that. OK. OK. So you want to jump you... into headlines or what? Let's talk about turd eye because that's what I titled this cleverly episode. <laughs> so if you don't know, uh, this guy in South Korea built an attachment for, well, I don't know if it's an attachment. I don't know. It's, it's for your s- cell phone. So you can be like this, this, if you're listening to this again, go to YouTube, but it's just, I'm pantomiming, looking at my phone, looking down. So he built this thing that goes on your head and your forehead and it's it's got like uh, it sits there. And then when you tilt your head down to look at your phone, a little lens opens up or like a little eyelid or whatever opens up. And then it has like a sensor. So if you get within, I think it's like a meter of an object, it'll beep causing you to look up. So you don't have to look up from your phone. Yeah, this is fucking OK. So I thought. At first, when you told me about it, I thought it was a camera that like broadcasts to your phone. So you could like if you're looking at your phone, you can see on your phone what's actually approaching you. That's even Mm -hmm. that's fucking dumber. Also. Why wouldn't we just invent like and this is going to be one of those great ideas that we put out there into the world. And then some Korean businessman who is listening to this is going to be like, (laughs) holy fuck and make a million and uh make zillions of dollars but like if you had like imagine like a collar that that went around your neck a collar with a like a little like boom stand on it that came out and on and then and it just had like a clip and you could clip your phone in so so because the problem here is that people are looking down at their phone like this when they're walking yeah. So if you have your phone like hovering right in front of your face right here, you can see you don't need a sensor and it's much mm. more low tech than a forehead sensor. <laughs> and it probably looks just as fucking ridiculous. So yeah. why not invent something that will just like hold your phone in front of your face? And then only problem with that is that then you got to be doing your your scrolling up here. That's but what the watch is for. We can. There you go. We figured it out. Yeah. Tanil just commented saying that fun story last week when we were talking about how shitty our ex bosses were, she commented something. And then a boss from 14 years ago said something. To her. Do you think watches getting shit? Because now that her boss got a taste, he just watches all our episodes. Ex boss. Sorry. Watch. He watches all our episodes and then still calls her out, even though she's not commenting in the main thread. Yeah, I mean, the damage is already done. And if you are watching this video on Facebook, I would encourage you to comment on it as much as possible so that everyone in your Facebook social circle knows yeah. that you are watching two very handsome men with great mm-hmm. opinions. And then they come and watch mm-hmm. also. Yeah, uh, and then they will be smarter either by we accidentally say something smart or they see how dumb our conversation is and go, oh, I know how to be smarter than that. And then they feel smarter. So are we, are we done talking about deterred eye? I mean, that was like 
the the fucking tent pole of this whole episode. It wasn't really. It was just something dumb that I saw that. Um. Oh, I also wanted to say I think it was a sarcastic convention. Like I think he invented it so that people would see how ridiculous they are. Oh, like being phone commentary. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, the time to say, hey, everyone, you look ridiculous glued to your phone was 15 fucking years ago. We're <laughs> like, sorry, this is the way the world is now. It's not gonna change. It's like people, do you remember? Um fuck, when this must have been like a decade ago, but there was like a phase where people would you'd have to do shit like put your phone in a lockbox if you went to a restaurant and all these places were like, oh, these restaurants are so novel for doing this and like make everyone lock their phones up and they have to socialize with each other face to face. And then everyone realized that was a dumb fucking idea because people would rather be on their phones than socializing with other human beings. Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, I don't think we're just we need to adapt to a world in which we would all always rather be looking at our phones. Uh, And the way to do that is to buy Outrage Factory's new accessory, the phone caller, where we'll (laughs) we'll put your phone in front of your face all the time and you never have to worry about walking into anything. Or you could have conversations with your friends that are more interesting than the Internet, which is pretty hard to do. But like It, it is. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, I was going to say something about remember that that documentary, the social or oh, wasn't the social network, that so, one that was about what? Not the one yeah, about I, Facebook. I know what you're talking about. The one about how bad the Internet is because people can't get off it. And then they had dinner and then they locked the girl's phone in the case so they could have dinner. And then she smashed the case to get her phone back and they didn't beat her to death like my wasn't parents would have. Wasn't that a black mirror? No, episode? it was that. It was this like fucking documentary that was out like a year ago and everybody was all like saying yeah, how the brilliant beginning, it was beginning of the pandemic. Hold on. Yeah. I put my fucking coffee like slightly out of reach. So I have to try and <laughs> reach it. Here. The best thing about having video is I we all get it. to watch Derek effort. <laughs> oh, fancy guy with his pour over. Yeah. Come on. Oh. Come on. Oh, excuse me, podcast, while I <laughs> pour my water all over my coffee instead of using a drip machine like a savage. I mean, it's already, it's a savage. Uh, oh, no, I remember we, that coming out. Oh, shit. No. Whoa, we're flying. No, I, topic to I, topic. Go. I keep, I keep forgetting that we're talking about something. I'm like, wait, I just thought of something. I totally forgot because I got so excited about what you were about to say. Okay. That my thought escaped my brain. So... My girlfriend started watching Bridgerton. She's like, do you want to try this? And I was like, I I think I heard something about that two years ago. And it is the fucking most terrible show ever. And it fucking hurts my body to watch it. But I realized something that is actually relevant to our podcast a couple episodes ago. Remember when we were talking about little Nas X's video about him like grinding on the devil and going to hell and call me by your name yeah i recall that his video was actually mocking the bridgerton theme because the bridgerton theme like the beginning of the episode of the show has like the white tree with writing on it and like that's why he was dressed all fancy and i was like oh that makes sense everybody probably thought we were so dumb who watched bridgerton now you're dialed in talking about the episode pop culture uh i was really worried 
worried that you were going to say that you like the show and I was going to have to be like, <sighs> okay, I'll no. check it out. It's basically like a Jane Austen like novel, isn't it? Like Pride and Prejudice. I have no idea what Jane Austen novels are written like, but it is Victorian English. And as much as I like making English accents, I fucking hate Victorian English so fucking much. All Shakespeare's bullshit. Stop pretending it's smart. There's a reason they teach you in grade 10 because that's how smart it is. It's grade 10 smart. Stop reading Shakespeare. Read something uh, else. Shakespeare was a I mean, he has some some good stories. Like whenever you see like an adaptation of Shakespeare and you're like, wow, I really like that because it was modernized. Um, you know, there's been a few of the like uh what uh fuck 10 things uh, I hate about you, bomber of a you- movie. Funny if you take Shakespeare and you change it, it instantly makes it better. <laughs> well, you just like <laughs> modernize it, right? Yeah, but 10 Things I Hate About You was for like 15 and 16 year olds. That's the whole point about yeah, Shakespeare. Yeah, which was my age when the movie came yeah, that's out. That's true. And Romeo uh, and Juliet was my point is Shakespeare Romeo is and Juliet for was good. teenagers. Uh, but mid- I guess teenagers back in Shakespeare time was like middle age. Also, Hamlet is like dark as fuck. Uh, they need a new remake of uh, of Hamlet, I think. Yeah, like just modernized and like not containing every, any references to Shakespeare whatsoever. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think that that would be good. Oh, Tennille likes Bridgerton. She just told us. Yeah, completely unsurprised by that. Yeah, I mean, it's it it doesn't. So I'm not saying it's bad that she likes it, but it's just like I never really watched the OC or any of that like super melodrama, like teen okay. melodrama. Dale, I feel like Bridgerton is similar. It's just set in Victorian England. There's a lot. The OC is a fucking great show and it holds up. Like I recently rewatched a couple episodes of the OC. Still good as fuck. I rewatched a couple episodes of Dawson's Creek. That's not as good. Dawson is actually a very unlikable character. Was he Uh, just grooming all the characters? Well, yeah, he's just like this, like whiny little (laughs) gaslighty shithead. And you're like, why the fuck was this guy the hero of the show? Especially when Joshua Jackson as Pacey is right there and a much better character. Uh, Dawson fucking sucked. And yeah. but the OC is is still great. And I would encourage anyone listening to this uh, to give it a rewatch or watch for the first time. I'm not going to watch that, including you, Dale. No, um, I'm not going to watch that. I'm not going to watch Grey's Anatomy or any other specifically aimed at girl shows not because i have anything against it i just i don't know like if i'm gonna watch like something aimed specifically at girls it's gonna be a romantic comedy because they don't drag out the melodrama and it's there's some humor i'm just talking myself into a hole yeah um I just want to see where he took that next. And it's just yeah, I know. Of- I, was, I, was, I was like, oh, there's no way to rescue this. It just makes it sound like my TV viewing is misogynist, but it's not. I don't know. <laughs> well, think- you've, you've convinced <laughs> me. <Dale. laughs> well, I was just like, I was trying to think of something off the top of my head that was that would prove that my TV viewing isn't misogynist. But like I watched all the CW superhero shows. Those that's are good. Not, that's yeah, but that's also that's All very right. much like superhero shows are a traditionally male. Yeah, but the uh, CW superhero shows like Green Lantern or not they are Green very Lantern, Green Arrow, Flash, Legends of Tomorrow, Supergirl. That's all I could think of. 
there's got to be some specifically girly show I watch that I just can't think. Of. Oh, Sabrina, the Teenage Witch. I watch that. I want to go on the record saying I do not believe there are girly shows or manly shows. And mm-hmm. in this hey, new gender fluid world, people can watch and enjoy what they want, regardless of traditional gender roles. Anything would be. Yeah, no, exactly. Go for it. Just I'm not going to watch the melodramatic ones. I'm just saying anybody who would be offended about me misgendering TV shows probably didn't make it this far into the episode. No, they they checked out a while ago. Yeah. Yeah. All right. What else we got for headlines this week? (sighs) Oh, wow. Our segues are really on point. I mean, since we're talking about TV shows, (laughs) do you want to do the uh, the um... root sports? The what? The root sports are were you talking about sweet tooth ad? I was talking about the sweet tooth ad oh, that had people yeah. sweet tooth in general uh kind of threw people for a fucking loop who were not familiar with this being a show or a comic book, but uh can I ask you there a question was before yes. we go any further, because you are yes the expert on both of these. Like, um, I guess this an this is an indie comic, right? It, well, so uh, I wouldn't even it's call it like, it's, it's not like a home, a home name, a name. I don't know. It's not like people who don't read comics would know Sweet Tooth the comic. It's like kind of no. like Fable or Saga or all that other stuff you read. That's, it's not indie like nobody knows what it is, but it's just it's not mainstream comics. No. So exactly. It's like it's a big name comic in the comic world it's created by a guy named jeff lemire who is probably he's like widely regarded as one of the best writers in comics what else has he written uh oh shit so much he wrote uh essex essex county um nope. which is probably his best known work he wrote um that's I know his best he's known i've never heard of it yeah and he, i dabble in comic books he did uh fuck what was the other one royal city which is another one uh, another title of his that's super fucking good he did descender which is super good he did uh shit what about aliens i want to say uh that was super good jeff i'm i'm googling it right now he's canadian also which is dope Um, i'm just gonna say this is less mainstream than i thought before because all of these comic book series um oh black hammer which is super fucking good you should read black is that an innuendo no it's it's not but you should read black hammer you'll love it okay uh, you, and then will you lend me your comic books to read it? Because I'm not going to go buy comic books. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I will lend and then he uh, he's also done a couple runs on uh, like mainstream uh, mainstream superhero comics. He wrote uh, Superboy. He wrote. Uh, what did he do? Oh, he wrote Green Arrow for a while. OK, uh, he also wrote. Uh, a Hawkeye series. Uh, like he Hawkeye. wrote Old Man Logan. Ooh, I love um, Old Man Logan. Yeah, so he's like he's a great fucking storyteller. Uh, it's just some of his like his own titles they receive critical acclaim, but yeah, like you said, they're not really well known outside of the uh, the uh, the comic uh, outside of comic book fans. Um, but Netflix optioned uh, his comic Sweet Tooth, which is a show about uh, a very timely show about a virus that like kills most of humanity. Uh, but at the same time, it kills most of humanity. It also causes all these uh, basically half human, half animal. Not all these. Every baby born. born 
Isn't after. it every baby born after the virus comes out is a hybrid? Is a hybrid. Two varying degrees. It's not like split, like half human, half hybrid. Like there's some that are way more animalistic and some that are more human too. Sorry. I, I didn't mean to step on. You're gushing over the, the yeah, show no. is really good. You know, people the show who, was fucking amazing I, Yeah, for people who like I'm get scared away about like sometimes comic shows go a little too comic-y and they don't they're not as easily digestible by people who maybe haven't read the comic book or something similar. I've never read this comic book and it you can follow it very easily and you don't have to know other comic book stuff. Like it's not like WandaVision or something where if you know the subplots of other comic stuff, it helps. This one you could just go in cold and know nothing and you'll still follow it perfectly. And I know some people might be scared off by like the sort of sci-fi premise of like these half human, half half uh, animal babies that and and whatnot. Was my but it's favorite parts. It was yeah, and it's it's actually like just a really sweet story about this uh, little boy whose name is Sweet Tooth. I'm not going to divulge too much. The kid who plays Sweet Tooth is a Vancouver-based actor, uh, and he was super fucking good. Um, and uh, yeah, it's just like it's it's. It is a very sweet story about this likable kid and like all this shit he has to overcome in this post-pandemic world. Uh, would highly recommend everyone check it out. But anyways, that's besides the point because the oh, reason we're talking about it. I wanted uh, to ask my question before we oh, yeah. get into this. Before okay. we get into the controversy uh, about it. So this this kid's sweet tooth, he's like a little boy and he wears flannel and he has antlers. Is that the same kid from the Fallout video? The Fallout Boy video. Remember, there's a Fallout Boy video. Oh, no, no, but somebody somebody posted it. It is like the Fallout the Fallout Boy video. I don't know if Fallout Boy was referencing Sweet Tooth when they made the uh, when they made their music video. Yeah. Did Sweet Tooth come out before that Fallout Boy? Like the comics? Did it come uh, out before? No, that it video? came out afterwards. I think. But Do you think the guy who the, wrote the Sweet Fallout Tooth? Boy song sued them or got the idea from that? No, yeah. Do you think the Sweet Tooth got the idea from Fallout Boy? Uh, you know, I'm. I gotta see because I went into which this came first. I went into this with like the exact same thing as the Umbrella Academy. How Gerard Way, the musical frontman from the group. My Chemical Romance. He wrote this comic book and it got made. I thought it was the same thing. Like I thought the singer from Fallout Boy wrote the comics for sweet tooth and i was just like hmm and it actually kept me from watching it for a bit i was like i don't know if it's more of that by that guy who's the singer of follow boy it, it was not, not a fan of follow boy i, pete, I know pete, now he went pete wentz uh but yeah no it was uh i i don't they're they're not related and i don't think he's ever gone on the record saying it was inspired by that but let's look still. up the dates what was the name of that song Sugar, we're going down swinging. Oh, oh I just Dale. Like, as soon as you said that, I just Gotta, heard the chorus. And I was like, the Whoa. chorus, a banger of a song. Oh, God. <laughs> just, OK, let's see. Um, that came out in 2005. That was the video. Now, and Sweet, Sweet Tooth came out in, in 2009. Oh shit! Sweet Tooth got some explaining to do. Do you think they had to pay Fallout Royalties Boy? to Fallout Boy? Do or you whoever think... came up with the concept for that video? 
oh my god do you think we just unearthed earth shattering <laughs> yeah man wouldn't that be awesome if we just picked a fight between fallout boy and netflix yeah and we accidentally got sweet tooth shut down because pete wentz was so pissed off that they stole his idea that oh, wait maybe i just had a brilliant idea maybe it wasn't even pete wentz's idea maybe the writer of the music video yeah it was probably whoever they hired to do the fucking music video for right? um where would I find the director of a music video? Director of Sugar, we're going down video. On Google, Dale, Matt Lensky. Oh, uh, yeah. I was going to say maybe it was uh, someone that had to do with Pete, Sweet Tooth. And the guy who we were talking about with Sweet Tooth, we're going so deep. I love it. Uh, the guy you said his name like five minutes ago, and I already forgot who wrote Sweet Tooth. Did he does so like basically does the writer of a comic book invent the characters too, or does he just be someone like, here's what the characters look like, write a story about them? No, he invents so he like invents the characters and writes the story. Like they're the world builders, and then the like the artist just like doesn't just the mm. artist illustrates it. Uh, and then you have like inkers and pencilers, and I don't know what the fuck they do, but Watch the show. Wait, was it Mallrats or Dogma? Where it was like Ben Affleck was to do with comic books. And Mallrats. And they were like making fun of him because he was an inker. Or no, not Ben Affleck. Uh, uh, Jason. Jason Lee. Lee? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> where they have that. Yeah. Watch that. And it'll give you all the background you need to know about uh, comic book artists. Oh, so you're a tracer. You trace things. <laughs> Wait, maybe that was dog. Yeah, I think that was dog or chasing Amy or whatever. The oh, fuck it, was it was chasing Amy. Was You're right. I just got confused because there's this part in it that happened inside of a mall because they had there at like some CanCon thing. And it was like 20 years ago and my brain is turning into mush and all these all of Kevin, Kevin. Kevin Smith's movies Kevin Smith's starring movies are Jason Lee together and Ben yeah. Affleck. Yeah. Like it's, <laughs> I don't blame you for mixing those up. Okay. All Back right. on topic. Let's talk about the controversy with Sweet Tooth. So. Oh, fuck. Did we ever go? We still haven't gotten to it yet. <laughs> 20 minutes later, just going nitpicky about the comic book industry. So uh, in the very popular newspaper USA Today, Netflix bought a wrap, which means so in newspaper terms, you have the newspaper. And when you buy an advertising wrap, it's just like a page that goes around the cover of the newspaper. So it's like you you have to like this just happened like 10 years ago. So it's like there'll be an advertisement and then the second page, the newspaper starts. So somebody did this or not somebody. Netflix did this and those hybrids we were talking about, they wrote all these fake news stories and used stills from the TV show. And they had headlines like hybrid babies born across the US. And then they had all these news articles like would would have been in the show Sweet Tooth. And people, it wasn't even that people were upset. What I was seeing most was that young people were like, old people are retarded and they were sorry for using that word. Old people are stupid and they won't be able to differentiate this from news and they'll think it's the end of the world. So it was like people were getting offended. Like on preemptively, of people. 
you see that more and more. It's like there's fewer people getting offended and more people being like, I'm offended at what I'm going to assume people's reaction is to this. Uh, yeah. And that usually they always, I did see a lot of people confused by it. Just being like, what the fuck is this? Um, <laughs> you know, I think it's a year in which people are uh, extremely skeptical of science. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And I would not have, been at all surprised to see some anti-vaxxer pick it up and run with it and be like, mm -hmm. holy shit, look at what the vaccines did to us. Uh, I have not seen that yet. And now thinking about it, I'm like, that would be a great tweet. Uh, so I'm going to go send that out. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, it's, uh, it was an interesting tactic, especially in like the modern age that we live in and we look at how people are like viewing science right now and we have a bunch of people running their mouths about how uh fucking vaccines are turning us into magnets uh and we're like viral shedding everywhere and you can like stick metal things to you now uh oh, and did you so see that? I'm, so I'm just that nurse on the video get fucking she stuck something to her neck she's like i'm magnetic now and then it just fell off and then it's like <laughs> yeah you guys have greasy skin it's like my face right now. That's why magnets are sticky to you. You're not magnetic. They're just like plasticky. And they just, it's like when you stick the nose or when you stick your spoon, the spoon on your nose and it hangs there. It's not because you're magic. It's because the spoon sticks to your nose. What? I thought it was magic. Is that yeah. not true? Sorry. Are you sorry, looking for Derek. a spoon right now so you can demonstrate? Yeah. I'm just like I was like I was like what? I, I was just super excited thinking that somehow you'd never seen this magic trick and I was just gonna blow your mind. Um, oh shit! Uh, <laughs> and you've had the vaccine. I have both two shots now. Yeah, me too, bro. Vax Bros. Um, we we got the shitty vaccine though, the one that probably no, doesn't we got turn the you good one. Magnet. We That's got the, the one. Most I still it, could test it that gives it's you, the best vaccine. It gives you the least. The most like regular vaccines. Yeah, but it, oh, it, so it also gives you it gives you the least protection. When just looking at like the mm. the efficacy of it. And I'm like, yeah. oh, I'm like 30% protected against COVID now. Cool. It's just like a thinner <laughs> condom, Derek. We're going at this fucking <laughs> virus and we're going to feel everything. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, um, Back to the sweet tooth thing. I wanted to say, like, people are like, oh, these old people are too stupid to understand. I think it's because they thought it was something. And then they're like, well, I can't say I was dumb enough to fall for this. So I'm just going to say that some old person fell for it. But old people know this because advertorials have been in newspapers since like the 80s. And usually what you have to do is there's a whole like legality for doing stuff like this. So it's like you can't just take like a fake news story, put it on the cover of a newspaper and make it look exactly like the newspaper because when they made these rules, they realized people would get confused. So what you have to do is you usually have to use different fonts from the ones that used in the newspaper and you have to make the uh, layout of it noticeably different. And if you go look at pictures of this, I'll put them up on the uh, video if you're watching this after. There'll be the actual layout of the front page is different than the it layout. It does not look USA like USA. Today. Like it doesn't yeah. say USA Today on it for fucking starters. Yeah, it does. Um, what? It does at the top. Does it really? It says USA Today weekend edition or whatever, but it's like 
and then it has like it has the banner for USA Today, and then it has like a gray line, and then it says advertisement, and then there's a lot like the way you could tell it's different is it has a lot of white space, which means that like the type doesn't go from edge to edge, which the USA Today is pretty is a pretty gray newspaper, and all that means is they fill up all the holes with type, and there's a lot of type compared to papers. Oh, hold on. I'm know. reading an article some, right now. Some journalism jargon for you. Free. Someone was, someone was actually offended. I'm reading an article right now. I just Googled it and it says yeah. Netflix's sweet tooth advertorial in USA Today was beyond irresponsible. Oh, beyond. Beyond irresponsible. Tell uh, me about it, Derek. I'm, I'm trying to read why it's irresponsible. Because uh, somebody got excited they could have a deer baby and then they just got a shitty regular kid and now they're all upset the company failed to understand the responsibility the press has to guard against misinformation, regardless of whether it's intentionally malicious or not. Uh, well, a person might not, not necessarily pick up a newspaper, read it in its entirety from pages are meant to grab attention with striking photos of gripping headlines, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, journalistic standards, blah, 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 blah. Larger than that, though, the series arrives at a time when fake news completely dominates and derails news cycles in ways that threaten to undermine journalism as a whole. Blah, 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 blah. Eh. Oh, yeah. No, they do, they do talk about uh, COVID-19 disinformation in it. So they, they feel it was irresponsible uh, because there are a lot of dumb people. Here's the thing. Uh, vaccine skeptics don't fucking care if there's a fake newspaper ad in front of them. They believe some truly <laughs> outlandish shit all on their own. Yeah. And if this could have worked uh, in somebody's like in the pro vaccine crowd's favor, because if vaccine skeptics were sharing this and being like, holy shit, look at what these vaccines can do. And then you could clearly point to a fucking yeah. TV show that it's advertising. They might take a step back and be like, wow, maybe I shouldn't just jump to conclusions about everything I see on the internet uh, or in a newspaper. <laughs> yeah, because nobody is willing to learn from their own mild mistakes more than anti-vaxxers, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> Touche, Dan. <laughs> so, yeah. That's a wonderful point. Um, so anyway, so apparently some people were actually mad about this. I don't know if anyone actually bought it or not. Uh, people did definitely buy the uh, the vaccines turn you magnetic thing, uh, including there was a video of like a, a literal fucking doctor in Tennessee. I think it was Tennessee. Wasn't uh, that the nurse, the lady with glasses? Yeah. Yeah, that's the lady I was talking about. Where she, she was put it on okay. her neck. And she's um, that's her first mistake, because to get it to stick, you got to put it on where you got the actual vaccine. <laughs> but I saw a TikTok of a guy and he stuck. And it's like funny because he was like pretending like he was like, oh, it's totally stick. So he sticks a little magnet to it and it sticks. And he's like, oh, but then he takes baby powder and he makes it all like dries it off with the baby powder. Then it doesn't stick. And he's like. There. That's the worst. The yeah. worst thing to come out of that was that, like, so when everyone got their first shot of the vaccine, uh, myself included, are you are you OK, bud? I just burped <laughs> and it went up my nose. Kombucha makes you burp something fierce, man. <laughs> oh, I, I thought I, I should remember this. Work. This might be the last time I drink as I start crying. It might be the last time I drink kombucha on the uh, on the old pod. Thanks, Joe Rogan. Tell me to drink um, kombucha. Does Joe Rogan drink kombucha? Oh, dude, that's why I started drinking kombucha like seven years ago because he was talking anything. about 
the probiotics and how never, it made you feel healthy. Joe never Rogan's also the reason why I started eating kale. And bought a kettlebell. Okay. Fucking yeah. Joe, little Joe Jr. over here. Yeah. Uh, oh, so I'm everyone too made, tall. made the fucking, everyone made, touche. Uh, everyone made 5G jokes, myself included, when we got the first round of fucking uh, vaccines. And then now for the second round, uh, everyone's posting vaccine photos of them with like metal shit uh, glued to their faces and being like oh magnetic now and i'm like that was way too much fucking work so i didn't even post a picture after i got my mm-hmm. second shot i was just like yeah i got it how, how fucking dope would it be though if you just got like free wi-fi from the vaccine yeah. like if these idiots were true like we're like not lying and it did give you 5g and it was magnetic and you could just like get like one of those magnetic pads for your phone and stick it to your arm and then just have 5g for free that would be amazing, yeah. and I would definitely do it. All of this sounds fucking cool. Like yeah. uh, Magneto, fight, like there's an entire like badass fucking uh, villain persona based on having like magnetic abilities. Yeah. Uh, and and yeah. I pay Rogers fucking like hundred and twenty dollars <laughs> a month for fucking five G. I would I would gladly save on all of mm-hmm. that and not have COVID. Uh, and just to wrap this topic up, if you would like your phone to stick to your body, I'd like to remind you again about <laughs> Outrage Factory's phone collar, which will hold your phone in front of your face. Uh, no magnets or vaccines required. Dude, the, and it's a pun. I double approve this. All phone right. collar, get it, right? Did you even mean <laughs> I that? like it. Unintentional <laughs> pun. Unintentional. Uh, Dude, I feel like we got to make puns. this now. We're... We got to make it. We definitely do. Got it. All right. Uh, What else? What else we got? Oh, since we're talking so much about vaccines, did you see that BC once again cheaps out because we don't have the vaccine lottery because we're all too fucking docile and used to the nanny state. So we all went got vaxxed, whereas Manitoba and Alberta, they need a little coaxing. So Alberta just said that they're going to give away $3 million in prizes and Manitoba is going to give away $3 million in prizes. And all you have to do to win or to be entered into the contest is to go get vaccinated. Yeah. I mean, I, I was mad about this because they also did it in uh, what, Ohio or something. They offered yeah. like a million dollars. That's another thing, too. I was like, the states did it. And I was like, all oh, those fucking dumb idiots down there. They're only going to go get the uh, vaccine with because they get the equivalent of a free $2 lottery ticket. And then they start doing it here. And I was like, God damn it, Canada used to dunking on the States. It's all we have. I mean, what I don't, (laughs) if someone offered me a chance at a million dollars to do anything, just a chance at a million dollars, I'd do it. Mm -hmm. Derek, eat this garbage, eat this (laughs) entire bag of garbage. And I will give you the opportunity to maybe win a million dollars. I'll take that. Um, I will buy you a super oh, pick in the lottery if you eat a bag of garbage. Well, one, I, I will do it. Like I will do $10. it live on air. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. People are like, oh, it's a lot of people get mad about it because they're incentivizing people who might not get a vaccine otherwise to get a vaccine. But those same people are the ones who are like, like everyone should get vaccinated as soon as possible. You shouldn't be asking questions like just fucking let them let them offer the lottery ticket. 
Yeah. Uh, and, you know, get get some people across that finish line to get vaccinated. And, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Okay. I'm just pulling up the article. And Kenny in Alberta has offered three $1 million prizes. And it looks like all you have to do is you don't even have to have both shots. You just have to have at least the first one. And then you go into enter. Doesn't say where to enter. I'm not in Alberta. Well, if you're in Alberta, just Google it and you'll find out. And Thanks, then, Dale. Extremely helpful. Dude, I'm full of knowledge. <laughs> and I'm just looking up Manitoba. It's probably not going to be as easy as three, one. Okay. Oh, God. So this is the Manitoba Award. Instead of just three $1 million prizes, there are three prizes of 100000 in the Winnipeg Regional Health Authority a $100,000 prize in each of the remaining regional health authorities, um, 10 draws for $25,000 scholarships for young people aged 12 to 17 across the province. See, that was actually Manitoba is better because in Alberta, I didn't mention it, but you had to be over 18 to enter. Whereas Manitoba has got something for everybody. I mean, $25,000 scholarship. That's like what a year at college. Now, uh, maybe like a second, second tier college, maybe. Yeah, I mean, yeah, maybe if you go to a cheap school, like I did four years for 40, 20 years ago. So I'm imagining it's that'll maybe get you two if you're super lucky and take the, the budget courses, maybe not maybe. a course on budgeting, but a course that's aimed at people with a budget. Good stuff. Of which we are not. No, we aren't. No, we aren't. <laughs> <By> budget. <laughs> what, like the rental car company? <laughs> Fuck out of here. Zing. <laughs> <laughs> was there other? I saw there was other. Uh, what other vaccine news? Uh, vaccine lottery. Vaccine lottery. Uh, what was that? Wasn't there something? Oh, stampede workers given quarantine. Ex- oh yeah. <laughs> So if you're going to go work, uh, so here, I'm going to give everybody a little tip. If you want to come to Alberta, Calgary specifically, at the is it the beginning of July? I'm going to pull up this article. Anyways, if you want to come to Alberta during the stampede, get a job doing something at the vaccine, and then you could skip your quarantine time because Kenny's a giant idiot. Because all the ground that he's making up, getting people to get vaccinated so that they can stop the spread of the virus, he's just going to let people skip the quarantine if they're working for the Calgary Stampede. I think it's um, technically they're aiming at. Uh, at. Um, oh, is it just that cover quarantine hotel thing? Well, no, it's so they don't have to quarantine, but it's aimed. It's not aimed at like volunteers or anything. It's aimed at rodeo participants so that they can uh, support open it up staff to international too. Um, well, competitors, support staff and workers. But like, I think this, like, I think it's fine. Um, the, the thing that gets me is that it shows exactly how bullshit the quarantine was in the first place, because uh, if they can just be like, ah, we're just going to waive it for, you know, for fucking rodeo, because you get a COVID test before you enter the country. Mm-hmm. So if that test is negative. Yeah. 
unless you get it like on the fucking plane or while you're traveling here, which like in which case mm. you're fucked. But Canada as a whole is waving uh, getting rid of quarantine for fully vaccinated travelers by uh, uh, the beginning of July, I think. Oh, yeah. um, this is July 9th to 18th. Yeah. I just wanted to clarify that. Yeah. So by then they're going to have the mandatory quarantine is going to be gone for mm-hmm. um, for people entering Canada um, or Canadian citizens entering Canada. And uh, basically, you'll still have to take a COVID test before you can come into the country, which fine. And you'll have to take another COVID test when you enter the country, which fine. Do you still uh, have to take a test if you're vaccinated? Yes. I thought you couldn't get it if you're vaccinated. What? COVID? I was lied to. Yeah. No, you can you can still get especially if you have a fucking bunk vaccine that you and I got. We have a <laughs> we still have like a two or three chance of getting COVID. Mm-hmm. We just uh you don't get we're like a hundred percent protected from severe symptoms. Uh, but we can still get the like the fucked up shit that happens when you lose your sense of taste and smell. Uh um, we still get long or, haul diseases uh, or uh symptoms like we just can't fucking run anymore like so that basically when when i'm as out of shape as i am now and i run out of breath climbing two flights of stairs i could just blame it on covid instead of me being fat yeah 100 same with uh, post post shower sweats yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah the post shower Um, sweats hey guys i gotta there's this new um new symptoms for covid it's the uh you can't stop yourself from eating all of the ice cream and you sweat <laughs> after you shower it's the craziest thing <laughs> so people listening to music outside really pisses you off it's like a covid thing i don't know <laughs> um yeah so by the time cuz i'm going to the us again in early uh july and by the time i come back i won't have to fucking quarantine assuming i, I don't s- get covid while i'm down there which the might be difficult. Be gone. Oh, because everyone's just fucking. Everyone's running around with no masks on. Uh, Dude, they're fucking raw dogging it down in the states. Yeah, they, they just don't, don't give a fuck anymore. I mean, they're still uh, they're doing much better than they were, but you still you look at the numbers and you're like, oh, you still have like twenty thousand new cases of COVID a day, uh, yeah. which is a significant amount of people. Um, but I but think eventually, like everybody would have gotten it, wouldn't they? Because it's like once you get it, it's harder to get a second time, is it not? Or did we did we figure that out? Like, because yeah. you get antibodies, you get antibodies. from getting it, but yeah. those don't last forever or whatever. No, so that's why they're saying, like, you get antibodies from a getting it or b getting a vaccine. Uh, and we're probably we're all gonna like this is just gonna be like a year a yearly shot that we have to get now if we don't want to get COVID. Cool. Awesome. Are you gonna get? AstraZeneca again in a year? No, fuck no. <laughs> the only reason I got this thing in the first place because they were just like, here's this shitty vaccine that nobody else yeah. wants and you can get vaccinated. Because at that time when they offered it, I was like, well, normally I wouldn't get vaccinated until like August. So yeah, I'll, I'll take this one now. And then they were like, like, oh, we have the good vaccines available uh, like three weeks later to everyone who wants them. Dude, um, it was like that fucking, did you ever see the um, marshmallow experiment with kids where they yeah. give they give a kid <laughs> yes. one marshmallow and if they wait till the guy comes back, they can have two marshmallows and it's whether you eat it or not. So they're like, you could have the shitty vaccine now, but if you wait, you can have the good one. And the good we're one. like, 
wow, that's my Achilles heel is waiting. So just give me the <laughs> shitty one now. And then like a week later, they're like, oh, surprise. We got all these good ones. We got two million shots of Pfizer. You should have waited. Looking at that because uh, uh, they use that fucking they followed the kids from that experiment like throughout their entire lives. And they found that the kids who could delay gratification uh, ended up being, being like hugely successful uh, for the rest of their lives. And then looking at me and my choices and the tendency I have to just like take the first thing being offered. I'm like, yeah, that that checks out. They also what they found out in those kids who delayed their gratification was they were no fun to hang out with and nobody liked them, <laughs> but they were rich. <laughs> they had to get rich yeah, just so people fucking... would listen to them. It worked, though. Yeah, it worked. All right. What else yeah. we got? Me drinking water. That's what we got. So we got, oh, um, Joe, Joe Rogan drink water. Joe, Joe Rogan, Rogan, drinks big water. Whiskey. He drinks whiskey. Joe, on his Joe podcast. Rogan hydrated. What a fucking yeah, asshole. Joe Rogan is so hydrated. <laughs> it's like the most hydrated person ever. Do you want to talk about this roots streaming thing? Which, yeah, whatever. Is potentially it is. big for both of us because we both like sports, watching sports. Well, I like watching hockey. You like hockey and football. Correct. Um, Neither of us watch basketball or that soccer league, the football MLS. So in Seattle, there's a company called Roots, Root Sports. So it's already confusing me because Canada already has the far superior company named Roots that makes banging ass clothing for boring old people. Um. So Roots Sports is pursuing streaming service. Now, this is a big deal to everybody because one of the only reasons a lot of people are holding on to their cable packages is because as of now, you can't stream sports online. Like you could do it for a little uh, on the down low, but you can't do it legally. So what um, this Root company is thinking of doing is they're based in Seattle, so they're thinking of getting the big four from Seattle on this streaming site. So they would have the Seattle Mariners, the mm -hmm. Seattle basketball team. No, don't exist anymore. <laughs> oh, Portland Trailblazers. Okay. Which is, okay, sorry. I misspoke. It's not Seattle-based. It's the Pacific Northwest base. So they're going to be the Seattle Mariners, the Portland Trailblazers, the uh, NHL Seattle. team that's coming out next oh. year, the Seattle Crackle Kraken, Cracklin, Cracklin, <laughs> and the Portland Timbers, which I'm guessing is their MLS team. Wait, no Seahawks on there? No NFL? That's no, going to be the big money maker. No, because NFL has days and days. The zone is zone? apparently how it's pronounced. Uh, D A Z N. Uh, awful fucking. If you're branding. wondering, if you're yeah. wondering why I couldn't pronounce it, it's because it's D A Z N. That's and only that's in Canada, though. Oh, is it? I thought that was everywhere. No, and uh, they can only stream NFL in. They have the like NFL red zone streaming rights for Canada and I think the UK. Mm -hmm. uh, in the US, you would get like just the NFL, uh, wherever the fuck it's called, the red zone, or um, yeah. it's basically like NHL has center ice, and that's their mm -hmm. like their own native streaming package. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure the NFL TV rights and streaming rights are pretty locked up at this point because it's such a moneymaker. Um, 
Yeah. So this would be good because if this goes through, I don't know if it'll go through because I think, um, I don't know if the Seattle Kraken are going to be allowed to go on there because NHL has all their TV rights going to ESPN this year. They just did like, they just re did their contract. Like last year it was what Rogers Rogers Sportsnet. Do you remember Derek? Uh, ESPN. No, last year. What was it? Uh, in the States, I think it was like, I don't know if they were, um, on any national oh, okay. networks. Like I know NBC carries some, some oh, games. Yeah. Um, but mm-hmm. I don't think, uh, there was like just one provider for all of them. Yes. My, well, I guess it doesn't really matter. Cause my point was that they just renegotiated this whole uh, contract with TV. So I'd imagine ESPN thought about streaming and built that into their contract somehow. I mean, if they didn't, they are, that'd be the biggest mistake ever. So Just I'd imagine maybe ESPN will have like um, a streaming thing that they haven't really unveiled yet because it's, they're waiting till next year. I'm maybe fucking, we'll probably hear more in the summer. I'm sick. I'm sick of streaming services. Like I remember oh, really? like, well, it just like, I remember back like five or 10 years ago and it was like, this is going to be the future. People can cancel their cable uh, and you're going to have, you're going to be able to just like pick the a la carte shit that you want. Uh, and it's going to be amazing. And it's going to be freedom for the consumer. And now I'm like, okay, I have fucking Netflix. I have prime video. I have Disney plus I have crave. I have DAZone. If I want to watch NHL games, I have to get NHL center ice. Uh, and it's costing me probably, like $300 a month to have all these different streaming services versus when you just had a cable package, you could get sports, you could get fucking premium channels, you could get movies, you could get whatever you wanted. And it was significantly less than that. Yeah. Um, I don't, I'm not paying 300 bucks a month, but I get what you're saying. Like, it's funny because ironically, we're going to go back to a cable system where they're probably going to conglomerate these streaming systems under one roof and be like, yo, for 50 bucks a month, you get the big four streaming sites. Like you could get Netflix, Disney plus crave prime video all under like maybe even some smart, super rich billionaire like Jeff Bezos just buys Netflix crave well i guess you couldn't buy disney plus but you know what i'm saying like that could be the way to go yeah well you have like all these it's like this kind of modern meme in technology where you have all these dipshits like reverse engineering technology and inventing shit that's already existed <laughs> before <laughs> that this was supposed to like liberate us from and yeah i 100 guarantee there's going to be some dude who reinvents cable over the next five years where they'll be yeah. like oh you can pick and choose the shows and channels that you want uh and just add them to your package and everyone will be like this is the thing you're describing is cable uh and we had it <laughs> and now we're like we have to go back the other way yeah but going back to this root thing, if they do figure it out and like each sports market, like, so this would be like Seattle and Portland would have like their not NFL, like Derek was saying, but if they had all of their sports under one streaming service, then the beauty of this is it goes year round. So it's every, t- every time of the year, you'd have one sport going on. Like um, you'd have hockey, 
basketball and then baseball when those aren't going and then whenever the fuck MLS plays. And then you could start doing this in like other areas. Like if you go Western Canada, you get like the NHL teams and the CFL teams and that's it. Is there any, Oh, and the MLS teams, I guess. Is there MLS in Alberta? Are we the right people to talk about this? I think does Edmonton sell a team. Do you know? No. Oh, I think the for MLS, it's Vancouver, Toronto, Montreal. I think Montreal is a team. Hmm. Let's Google it. Canadian MLS teams. I know Vancouver and Toronto for sure. There is uh, Calgary or Cavalry FC, which is Alberta. What? Forge, Hamilton, Toronto has York. Oh, wait, is this right? What is this? That can't be the same no, league it's as... No, it's right. There's three... Fuck. Oh, yeah, there's only three... <laughs> fuck soccer. You're so confusing. It's like, you know, in like Europe, they have like six different leagues, and then they're like, oh, yeah, and then we have this like fucking math system where we figure out which teams are going to play each other every year, and I'm like, I don't know. But there's only three teams in the MLS. Some of those other ones I was talking about are different leagues. Yeah. So, yeah, you were right. Sorry, I, I was know. wrong. I know. I'm over. But uh, of all the listeners who actually care about MLS or soccer in Canada, being uh, none, I think will be a fine. <laughs> <laughs> and you just alienated the two soccer fans that listen uh, to this podcast. I don't know. If you're a soccer fan and you listen to this and I offended you, I'm sorry, but your sport is boring. And yeah. Oh, wait, oh I guess... look, another nil nil draw. It's like, <laughs> I oh, was going to make that cool. joke that they don't score, but MLS, the teams are worse. So they score more goals. Because <laughs> <laughs> apparently okay. if the scores are really low, that means the soccer teams are good and the like, the guys who are running around who aren't the goalie are better at not letting shots get through. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, <laughs> Dale, anything else you'd like to touch on in this banger of an episode? <laughs> um, oh, I'm thinking about starting another podcast, but I wanted to, because I was thinking about doing like a conspiracy podcast, like we talked about for a while, but I'm still, Without me, feel it out. Do you want to be on my conspiracy podcast? No, I will always be on a fucking what it should be. Yeah, it's just you explaining conspiracy theories to me and me telling you how fucking dumb they are. Well, that was one of my things. I was like, that would be funny if I talk about like conspiracy theories, like you just said, or like I'll, I don't know, because like the Anunnaki thing, that's not really conspiracy theory, it's just like, um alternative history like if i talk about like different histories like way back and then explain it to people and just get like fresh eyes on it that'd be good i don't know like it's still up in the air like i mean if you want to do another podcast that'd be fine bro i only have five (laughs) throw another one in there or we could just talk about conspiracies on this podcast and then we could start another one let's 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 mull that one over yeah, I think I think we'd lose our like three listeners right now who are still on board. 
How about you? Do you have anything? How are your other podcasts going? There, I mean, I haven't done an episode of the sobriety one in a fucking uh, significant amount of time. It's just like uh, my co-host bounced on me after I was canceled on the internet. And then, I mean, to be fair, not to disparage the guy, but I was doing all of the legwork for the podcast. Like I would book the guests. Uh, I was producing the audio. I was uploading shit. I came up with the logo. I came up with the theme song. I fucking like sent the interview questions. He would just show up uh, and record much like I do for this podcast. Uh, (laughs) It's different now that we don't have guests. There's a couple steps that I don't do anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But it like it hit a point where I was like, like I was like doing episodes and I had some really great interviews with some great dudes and uh, and then it just hit a point where I was like simultaneously profoundly depressed and like completely unmotivated to do anything. Uh, and then also I was just like, this is a lot of fucking work. And I'm like overwhelmed with my actual like job that pays me money to do things mm-hmm. yeah. uh, and freelance work that also pays me money to do things to do this podcast that pays me no money to do lots of things. Uh, so I haven't published an episode of that. I'm going to start picking that up now that I'm like less depressed and less overwhelmed. Uh, yeah. And then we launched uh, a new season of our podcast at work. Uh, if you are a lawyer or legal professional, check it out. It's great. If you are not, uh, probably not that relevant to you. And uh, I think, oh, and I'm producing uh, Kate and uh, her best friend Kate's podcast, uh, and that's actually doing really well. They have some some great guests and a fucking ton of listeners. Better not uh, be better than super ours. Super popular. <laughs> I mean, it's significantly better than ours. Okay. Uh, but they, I'm just going to say, podcast as well. every time I look at the YouTube views, every time we have a female guest, the views are higher because people are still want to look at women more than they want to look at us, I guess. Yeah. Maybe we just I'm get okay a permanent female co-host. Uh, I know there's one watching this right now who's always <laughs> leaving comments and telling us and correcting us on our shit, who I think would maybe be a good fit for it. Uh, just mm-hmm. going to put it out there and leave it at that. Uh, I will not name names. Yeah, I feel like. Yeah, we should. We should at least try her out. Yeah. <laughs> In uh, so less. Bad. Awful way okay. to say that. <laughs> I'll read Black Hammer and then we'll try out this girl. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> give, give her the Black Hammer. Uh, Gee, why don't we have female guests? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, can't, can't figure it. I mean, the nice thing is that she's known you for like what fucking 30 years, so she's not yeah. gonna be offended by your shit. And if anything, I'm less offensive now than I was 20 years ago, as hard to believe as that is. I think you've come a short way. Yeah, I think in general, the whole world is less offensive than it used to be. Well, I mean, it is, but it's like it's like the oh, Overton people are window, still right? Offended. It's like people, the, what well, that's the over Overton window. It's like so. So it's this theory that like uh, political discourse has shifted to the right because uh, people keep acting like what's acceptable falls within this like specific frame. Uh, Mm -hmm. And people use it as like, it's like an anchoring technique where you say like, this is okay. And anything outside of that is preposterous. And that window for what's okay keeps moving. uh, So that like, even you see this in the the States, it's like, even most like left wingers in the States are like 
centrists. Like they're not like people who vote Democratic are not fucking <laughs> not fucking left wing. They are like, yeah. they're like, they might vote for the liberals if they lived in Canada, but they would probably vote conservative. Um, but it's like the same thing where like now the like the window for, for like what is acceptable behavior keeps shrinking uh, and people get offended by well, they used to be like you could say shit here and like if you were at this end people would get offended and now you can say shit here and people get offended uh so i i don't know what my point was with that but it's just that people people get offended a lot more but people have to be less offensive because everyone's fucking worried about getting canceled Mm. So by the Overton window, it looks like there's just as much offensive things going on now, but it's just because people, what people are getting offended by has moved. So it's like what you're saying is sub, are like objectively less offensive and maybe less racist. But since the Overton window has moved, what people are as the level of anger that people get is the same amount. Yeah. To okay. like very much smaller shit. Mm -hmm. It's like, I'm not going to say that the awful stuff doesn't still happen, but like people are as mad at, uh, I don't know. Give me a fucking example of something dumb that people have been mad about in the past year. Literally anything like the, uh, just the every dumbest episode of this podcast shit. that I can't think of. Um, yeah. Oh, uh, the Gina Carano thing. Yeah. That. And like everyone was like just as angry at that as they are where like the George Floyd thing. Yeah. But like one of those is like, yeah, let's be really fucking mad about this thing. And let's like save our outrage on the shit that doesn't matter for the stuff. It I don't know. But yeah, then we wouldn't did, have yeah. a podcast. That's a good point. That does keep our podcast afloat. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, I get what you're saying. It makes sense. Yeah. So. In submission. <laughs> Dale is less offensive than he was, but people are just as offended by Dale as they used they get offended easier than they used to. It's weird to me because people don't really seem to get offended by you on this podcast. They get offended by me or it's like because they're like, it's there's no point. Like <laughs> they're like, I could get he's not really, going to learn. Yeah. They're like, he won't learn and he won't care. Like people be like, ah, you offended me when you said that. And I'll be like, OK, bye. <laughs> or they'll be like. <laughs> or they just think I'm right all the time. <laughs> I think it's that one. That's probably it. All right. Thanks for tuning in to this week's podcast. If you like the dumb shit that comes out of my mouth and you would like to tell me how smart I am and great my opinions are, you can follow me on the Twitter machine at Herder. You can follow me, Dale DeRuder, on the Twitter machine at SuperDaleBot. You don't have to go there and tell me I'm right. Just fucking pay attention to me. That's good enough. <laughs> <Just> uh, <laughs> You can follow the podcast Far Twitter um, at Outrage Fact Pod. Uh, you could send us an email if you want to go old, old ish school at Outrage Fact Pod at gmail.com. Um, Facebook is Facebook.com Outrage Fact Pod. And yeah, is uh, our Patreon. Maybe we should do something for the page. Hey, how about this? As a chance to give us some feedback. Tell us what it would take for you to sign up for the Patreon. Like if it would be um, like more content, like premium content, like we talk more, like we could make like a subset of the show. Like we could turn Outrage Factory into a network and then we could take like my uh, conspiracy show 
and make that like a sub show. And then that could be premium content. Yeah. I just saw that Tanil said that I was like Homer Simpson and I was immediately <laughs> upset. But then she said, you also can't get offended by a sweet guy like that. So I'm not upset. <laughs> I'm like, how do I interpret this? Does that mean I'm harmful? And not sweet? It's a double-edged sword because you're yeah. also not Homer Simpson and not harmless. I'm sweet. the bold guy here. <laughs> uh, That's true. Yeah, tell us tell us more what you would like to see. Give us money on Patreon. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, what is the Patreon up? Because I, I know I can know anymore. You felt guilty taking money from people for this. So and I Patreon being the greedy assholes that they are, they're like, "Raw, if you're not charging money, it's closed," and they close it down on us because we didn't charge money or something. So, if worst case scenario, we'll have to make a new. Uh, Patreon, but I think you just all you have to do is search Outrage Factory. But yeah, let us know if, what you want to see. Um, we can even send you like swag, like I can make stickers or muggies like this one or masks or yeah. whatever. Maybe we'll like do this Patreon thing properly and set it up so that mm-hmm. people get like fucking incentives and shit to sign up for it. And then, yeah. uh, you know, yeah, exactly. Dale and I do cameos. We'll do cameos for you. We'll wish <laughs> the people in your life a happy birthday. We're good at it. Dude, we could we do, do like that. the WCW or not WCW, WWE and charge $450 for a cameo. Could you There's imagine fucking... if somebody paid us $450 for a cameo? Yeah, I mean, they wouldn't, but that, like fucking it was, like there are people out there making fucking $450 to record a one minute and i always love the ones that are like some fucking celebrity like just laying on their couch being like Ram. i'm like clearly reading a prepared skit and you know they're making hundreds of dollars to do mm-hmm. that and it's just like it's dog shit put some pride in your work dale and i will we'll do like a big fucking theatrical yeah. production uh for 450 i just want to forewarn you though if you pay me 450 dollars just for me to say hi to someone my ego forever will be poisoned and I will just be narcissistic and I won't be the humble, sweet guy that I am right now, but you should still give me money to do it. I don't know. I don't know why I just yeah, talked you out of it. I don't give a just, fuck. Yeah. Don't, what, what are you I'll doing? Edit that out. I'll, just, <laughs> I'll, I'll edit that out. Yeah. Edit, edit out. <laughs> uh, all right, everyone. Thanks for fucking joining us. And until next week, stay angry. Peace. Peace.